You are now listening to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsham, this year, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Of course, we're in Sefer Shemos now in Parsha's Va'era. Looking at the word Va'era, a lot of times on Tani Talks Parsha, I like to focus on a word or a phrase, especially at the beginning of the Parsha, if not one of the first few words of the Parsha, or other thematic elements that we see in the Parsha. And in this Parsha, no less worthy and no less of a wonderful thing to see the word Va'era. When Hashem talks to Moshe, convinces him and tells him, commands him, he has to come to Paro with his brother, the the leader of the Jewish people that's been in Mitzrayim for a while while Moshe was in exile, running for his life from Paro and from others who sought his life, and he comes back. Hashem tells Moshe, I will appear to you and you're going to bring these things to Mitzrayim. The first seven makos, dam, sefardei, akinim, arov, dever, shachin, barad. And of course, ar, bechoshek, amachas, bechoros, in, bo. But in this parsha, Hashem appears to Moshe and he shows these phenomenal plagues. He appears to the Egyptians as this vengeful God, this mightful God. Of course, Hashem is only good and wonderful aspects throughout in and out, but how he shows his might, how he shows his strength, of course, to punish the Egyptians, to show them that he is the God involved in all types of affairs, private affairs and public affairs, with strength inside and outside, how Hashem appears to the Jewish people and to the Egyptians and to the world at large is really a message for us to take throughout the ages and how we appear to Him is also a message for us to think about as we go throughout the ages. The three main things that the Jewish people kept after all these years in exile, all these years in Mitzrayim with backbreaking labor, they were on the 49th level of Tumah, the commentators explained to us famously. One more level, they would have been as bad as the Egyptians and not worthy of being saved. They were literally at the last rung, at the last minute, and Hashem saved us and took us out. But there were three things they held on to. How did we appear to Hashem? At that time in Mitzrayim, the Jewish people kept their names like a Shlomo or a Yehuda or a Nasan or a Mordechai or a Eliyahu, all different names. I'm sure they might not have used those names back then before all these famous people came on the scene, or maybe they did anyway. They might have had many different types of names, but they had the Jewish name. They kept that Jewish name. They used that Jewish name. They also kept their clothing. They differentiated from the Egyptians. They had a certain way of dress, a certain way of presenting themselves, hopefully as a Jewish person, a modest person, a a prince and a princess of Hashem, which is a message for us. We shouldn't walk around with tattered clothing, nasty clothing, disgusting clothing, ripped clothing or stained clothing, or clothing that doesn't show that we are nobility, that we are the Avadim of Hashem, clothing that's not loose like like we look like a Shlomil or Shemazel, or not the opposite effect where it's not in the right best aspect of tzniyut or modesty in general as we're going out and about. You know, I can't wear a shirt that's small. It's going to rip on me. I need a large. And it can't be that I'm wearing a double XL because it's going to fall off me. We have to have the proper dress and proper attire. It shouldn't be stained. It shouldn't be ripped, even if you're paying more for pants that are ripped, which makes no sense. We need to have that proper dress. And, of course, they also kept their language, the Hebrew language. How did they appear to Hashem? How did they differentiate themselves from those around them, even at the the almost lowest level of Tumah, the lowest rung? It was a difficult existence, but they still kept their names. And we should be proud of our Jewish names. We should be proud 
of our Hebrew identities and Hebrew names. I think I might even talk about that on the next Tani Talks Radio, rehashing that wonderful episode many, many years ago. We talked about the essence of names, bringing it back, how a name signifies a mission and a name has a pasik. There's a special aspect in the back of the sitter, especially the art scroll sitter. The first and last letter of your Hebrew name, of the first name if you have one, and the first and last letter of your second name if you have two names or one name. There's a pasik for it. For me, Nasan has a special special pasik. Nir Hashem Nishmasadam Chavis Kolchadrivatin and Mordechai is my second name. Mahavti Tor Sacha Kolim Sichasi, which I find very interesting. We'll talk about the God willing. But in Adamir Tzeshem on that show live on Monday nights at 8:30. You can listen on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app on the Google Play or Apple App Store on Monday nights at 8:30. Find it in the Play or App Store. But these psukim for me signify how I have to appear to Hashem and how Hashem expects me to appear using my voice, using my words, talking words of Torah and being the lamp and carrying the lamp, the torch of Yahadut, the torch of Torah, the torch of learning and the torch of working on ourselves. We have to find it and seek it inside and outside our inner being and loving Torah, speaking Torah, exactly what I like to do in audio format. And each of us have a special name, a Hebrew name. Each of us have a special pasik that relates to the name. We too should show how we appear to Hashem using our names, using our psukim, using our power, using our ability to make a difference in the world through mitzvahs, through Torah, and through chesed every single day. Using that Hebrew language, the Hebrew language is a beautiful, beautiful language. So many words signify so many different things, and each letter is a beautiful thing. The Gemara goes through, I forgot which Masechta, but it goes through a lot of the letters showing how each Hebrew letter has a special, special element. Aleph and Bet and Gimel and Dalet and Hey, all the way up to Tuf. And of course, each letter has a significance of a number. When you talk about gematrias, there are fascinating gematrias. You know, even the word redu that Yaakov uses when he tells the, the people, the Jewish people, his children at the time to go down to Mitzrayim, Hashem talks to Yaakov and they use the word redu, which alludes to 210, the amount of years that they were going to be in Mitzrayim, even though the whole Gullus was 400 years from the birth of Yitzchak. The actual Mitzrayim experience was redu, which was from using the Hebrew language, the letters, the gematrias, the, the numeric amounts of the letters also show an illusion throughout time. So we need to use that Hebrew language. You go to Israel today, you go to Eretz Israel today, you could hear the beautiful language used all over the place, written all over the place. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. We hope to end up there maybe one day, far or near in the future. Mashiach should come with the building of Beis Amigdor Spiel on the day so we could all end up there. But it's a beautiful thing to see the language very, very infrequently. My wife and I will use it if we need to talk about something that we don't want the kids understanding. The boy, boy, girl, girl, we don't want them hearing or understanding. So sometimes we'll say, You know, my Hebrew is really not good. My wife's is much better. But using that Hebrew language, how do we appear to ourselves, to our others, appreciating our language, appreciating our Sfarm that have the Hebrew text, and of course the Gemars that have the Aramaic text, using that, utilizing that, how do we appear to Hashem? And how do we make sure that we see that our names are used and that we see that we properly, hopefully should properly dress and make sure that we approach Hashem in the right way, that we're serving Hashem in the right way with clothing that fits perfectly, that doesn't have the the rips, doesn't have the stains, it doesn't have the the ability of being too tight or too loose, but properly fitting to be an Evan Hashem, to be an Oved Hashem, making sure we use our names and we use our speech and use our language, which the Jewish people make sure to keep in their own in their own lives to show how we appear to Hashem when we go out and about to work. Wearing our kippahs inside the office, I'm a huge fan of wearing the kippah for all these years I've worked for the DOE, for the public school system as an OT, 
pediatric and public school by trade. I wear the Kiba Dafka in the school, not outside on the train or traveling because for safety, you want to make sure that you're safe. But inside the school, I want the students and the staff to know that I'm a, a Obed Hashem and that I'm a proud Jew, a proud religious Jewish person showing how I appear to others. But also thinking about how Hashem appears to us. Throughout history, Hashem, especially in this parsha, with all these makos, Hashem grandiosely shows himself with power and might. But even sometimes there are subtle messages Hashem shows himself to us, whether it be a little nod or a little wink. I'm thinking about you. Look, I let the train come three minutes late today just for you, Tani. You didn't miss it. Happened many times where we caught the train by the nick of our teeth, by the skin of our teeth, literally the last second. How does Hashem not to us appear to us? What did Hashem do for us? Isn't it fascinating how Hashem linked me up with this person so that I could do this kind of thing, so that the podcast could work out, so that I could help out this website, I could help out this company, I could fill out myself with this person, work on this project. Hashem nods at us all the time. We have to look for how He appears to us. Va'era. How does Hashem appear to us? How does Hashem make Himself known to us? How does Hashem show us that He's in our life? Appearances abound, whether how we appear to Hashem or how Hashem appears to us, and we should be zolcha to see how Hashem appears to us, whether it be hashkacha pratis or hashkacha klalit, whether in general Hashem appears to us by showing us how He's controlling the world with the weather and all aspects of nature and all aspects of our lives, or whether small details we see Hashem sent us this or that, how perfectly it worked out that He got us this or that. Anything we do in our life, we should look for the appearances abounding in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And maybe we'd be Zoha finally for Mashiach to come and the built to finally be rebuilt again, may it be speedily built in our days. This has been Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.